0: Hello, we are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Na, na, na. Jim, what time is it? Well, it is Tuesday morning, shortly after 10 (sighs) o'clock. You piece of shit. Well, we're late because I'm a Vikings fan, and we usually record the show on Monday nights, and you got out a little later than you typically would, and Monday Night Football eliminated the availability of us starting later because, fucking Vikings, hello, and uh, now we're here this morning, which you don't seem to be enjoying.
1: No. No, I'm not. It's My day off. How I should be in bed right now.
0: It's your day off. I thought you always worked Tuesdays. I was even surprised you were available.
1: No, apparently Tuesdays like my day. Off. I don't know. You know, my schedule is all fucked now. So the to do list
0: of the week appears to be growing. Uh, your cousin, do we say his name or do we, do we have a call sign? Let's Goose. Call him. He's Goose. Goose. Okay. Uh, That's right. You're Goose. We spoke. Uh, for the first time on Saturday, I believe. Sunday. Was it Sunday? It was Sunday. Sunday, thank you. Uh, I'm a little off because the likes we're on Monday. I'm, it seems I'm, like it's Sunday.
1: I'm all fucked up right now.
0: Um, and uh, he is a passionate promoter. And he had a lot of marching orders for us. Oh, yeah. One of those marching orders were, was so that we could sort of connect with people more regularly. Did he talk to you about this?
1: He, he talks to me about a lot of things.
0: All right. So, uh you and for our fans, you guys can start look for start looking for some regular it'll happen at the same time every week little posts from Travis. No, he didn't talk.
1: Wait, what?
0: Yep. Yep. You're going to be making a regular Tuesday Twitter post, which is actually going to be a very short little little like hello. Oh. Like this will be this week little thing. And then he hasn't come up with uh, exactly what we're going to start doing at the end of the week, because he was kind of talking to me about sort of the cycle of how you're keeping your content. Because the content's only good for a week for us. Right. So by the time Monday night hits, the content from last week's now in the books, and it's time to promote the next little thing of content. When we went down this endeavor, the idea of self-promotion has always been disgusting to us.
1: Yeah, I hate it. So, and, wait, so what, what the fuck's Goose want me to do?
0: Wait, well, <laughs> he doesn't just want you. He said, regardless if he was involved or not, if you're promoting yourself, so if the other people listening promote your blog or you're big into your Twitter posts or you want to entertain friends and family on Facebook, uh, you know, all of these uh, Snapchat, whatever your way of touching base with your friends and family are, particularly if it goes beyond. Uh, your immediate circle and you want to reach out to the world, being consistent and having something that people look forward to is important. And it it may not even seem that important to you. Like if you just joined us for your first five minutes when you woke up on Tuesday mornings saying, oh, we did the show last night, blah, 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 blah. People look forward to that because you are familiar. You're part of their day. Right, And he wants you to work yourself into being part of people's day so that they can connect. They can connect a little differently with the show. Isn't, isn't, isn't the show part of people's day? It is. But the show is an hour commitment of their day. You, reali-
1: you realize I'm like fighting this.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. But you need to get on board with our show. You're fighting yourself essentially is what you're saying. Well, yeah. I hate myself. that helps there's a whole group of people that agree (laughs) they hate themselves too last week we had uh in terms of our show prehistoric week yeah 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 quadrupled or something you're talking to literally hundreds of new fans hi and we even reached out to a lot of those new fans directly or at least i did contacting them saying hey thanks for listening and on a one-on-one basis i was reaching out to people saying hey Uh, You know, because we can see through some of the places that we distribute the show. Uh, Hey, you guys, thanks for tuning in. You know, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, Abel. We we could reach out directly to those people and talk to them. Literally, I sent hundreds of emails. And for those of you that got an email from me last week, that was not some bulk thing where I could like check your name and just send one email out. You all got a different email. I took the time, sat down, and said hi. And obviously, as the show grows, it's not possible I can't sit down and write 20,000 emails. (laughs) Right, 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 right. But we appreciate it, and we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, thanks. Um, I kind of want to start off talking about Obi. You want to talk about Obi? I want to talk about Obi a little bit. We haven't we haven't talked about Obi uh, in a couple of weeks, and um, for it's been our, like two weeks for our new listeners, <laughs> they've never heard about him. I'm actually
1: I'm looking forward to getting tacos with the guy after uh, after we do the show. Um, that's gonna be the highlight of my day, Obi
0: goes. So, so for those of you that don't know who obi is obi One is a friend of ours that uh he's a he's a mutual acquaintance is the reason why tra- uh, travis and i know one another um travis and i met uh, 13 to 13 years ago 13 going I, on 14 fuck that i know i felt like i could have lost you way a long, long time ago <laughs> How how we reconnect Have you even moved in between? So much uh, But um, I met Obi When I first moved to Minnesota In high school You met him working One of your first jobs, right?
1: Yeah, yeah Right Like right after I turned 21 Yep So
0: And he is, Obi connects his friends He's like Oh, you gotta meet my buddy dun dun, dun. Before you know it You're pulling each other Out of the Cab Wasted like, Oh, best <laughs> friends
1: Yeah <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: He, you also have worked with Obi. Yeah. Not just with Obi, but in some cases for Obi Actually,
1: an addendum to pulling each other out of the cab. Then you find yourself just taxing each other. So I've
0: got these girl problems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he, go, Obi's a ladies' man and tends to find himself in so many... I mean, you just... You wouldn't believe all of the situations that he finds himself in because... He is, he's, he's a rare bird. Is he, he's not, he's kind of selfish, right? In one way, he's, his, his thinking is I definitely, yeah, I don't know
1: if it's selfish or greedy. I don't know if it's greed. Is it linear?
0: Is it just like
1: AB? Like yeah, I'm going from A to B? I think it, yeah, I think that's more what it is. Maybe, um, how would you put it? Like, uh, neurotic
0: pragmatism. That's an excellent description. Because he has sort of a harem, I'll call it. He builds like a stable of girls he's dating. And when he calls you over to party with him, I've got these girls over, plural. It's kind of like you can look at the art, but don't touch. Right. Because what you don't realize if you don't know him is that each girl sitting there, there's already an A, B plan for.
1: Right, right. He might be a Van Gogh guy, but, you know, and you might go to look at the Picasso, but hey, 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 hey. I still like Picassos, too.
0: Yeah, Picassos are Wednesdays. Yeah. They're Wednesdays, Jim. <laughs> now, that's not, to, that's not to say that he's 100% greedy. Right,
1: right. Like I said, it's it's neurotic pragmatism. Because you can't really call it greed. Because he's not a greedy guy. Like, you know, you go, I mean, then again, I've gotten to the point with him. I think I've sort of become like his Kramer. I mean, I just walk into his house. I start making a fucking sandwich, and, he, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. if someone walked into my house, started making sound, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
0: (laughs) If it was one of you guys, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd actually appreciate the fact he didn't bother me from what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Sandwich, get out of my way. Yeah, Uh, and you have that kind of relationship with him. If you go and meet girls together, he uh, yeah. When it comes to that though, that's he's good at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ask if you want to open the fridge.
0: I have never done that. I've, we've never like been around girls and like divvied them up. I don't know if he's done that with you, but
1: uh, back in the day we used. To, I mean, you know, he's got an affinity for blondes. I prefer, you know, brunettes, darker hair, reds. So um, you know, usually when it would come down to it, he'd just be like, "Well, I'm going for the blonde." Cool, <laughs> you know. So it wasn't like you know we had we had no difficulty. We ne-
0: we never fought over girls. He usually has a pretty delicate sonar for whether the vibes returned right away. He can kind of pick up in the first few minutes of being around them if there's any possibility that they match.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, typically I go for a different kind of girl than he goes for anyway. So usually if, you know, the two of us were out and then we met, you know, say two girls that were out uh, before, like, you could even get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going for, you know, this one or I'm going you know. I mean, we it was already pre-decided anyway.
0: Yeah. I love that we're not giving the girls any say in this. No. But the reality is, is that the girls have already spoken. Right, right, right. (laughs) This is all after that. Typically I was like
1: the, um, I typically, yeah, probably for the brunette. Like she was probably just taking one for the team. Like the blonde was probably like, you owe me one. All right. You, you, you're hanging out with that guy that likes echo and the bunny men for the night.
0: I received a text from him. So last week, I was just pissed at him. Just fucking pissed at him. I needed him to, you know, I do a lot for Obi one I really do. And I needed him to do one thing for me. I was, oh, I, was, I was testing out our marketing, right? Oh, God. And it was very simple. It would have taken oh, him less than a minute to do this. Literally. We're going to
1: talk about, oh, man, I've been hearing about this all fucking ah, week. I'm from, just
0: fucking irritated from by From
1: both it. of you, actually.
0: And so in Facebook, you can boost something that you post, and there's charges for it. So right. if other people interact, no matter what, friends, family or otherwise, I was learning that they charge you for it. So I asked him, Hey, could you like our page? Just so I can see. And I don't know why I hadn't done it in the past. He didn't know we had a page, apparently. So he's like, Oh yeah, no problem. Like the page. And then I said, Will you just uh share and like the post because I want to see what they're charging me for it.
1: I think this is crap. I think I think we've got off to a crappy start. I want to restart it.
0: What do you mean? I think I don't know. I don't know
1: why, but I feel like we've we've taken too long to get into content. We've gotten like we are into these... content,
0: really? Yeah, this is what this is what people deal
1: with. All right, all right, all right. We can edit that out, right?
0: I think so. I don't know where we left, but let me go back. Um, so when right. you're when you're on Facebook, uh, I'm not a Facebook guy, and here's the reality, Here's the paradigm. It's hard to promote anything that you want to do. And I don't have a Facebook account. Travis does. Travis uses it, I think, the way it's intended to be used. He connects with his friends and family, and that's what he does. Since I don't have a friends and family account, I sort of run our page. And I needed Obi-Wan to do one thing for me. I needed him to interact with the page so I could see how they were charging me. And he just fucking drug his feet. He would do one thing and not another. And then he wanted to do it this way, or he wanted to do it that way. And one of the excuses that he gave me and this is so decidedly Obi Wan. Is, uh, ha- has he given you how busy he was last week?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me all about that.
0: This is great. <laughs> this is great. Let me find it. He's like, uh, uh, I-, I said, hey, uh, you never liked or shared that uh, episode, and I can't really see the billing until you do that. He's like, oh, I, you know, I thought I did that. And he's like, sorry, I'll get on it again. The women have been flowing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the wines of Capistrano, man.
0: Uh, I hung out with uh, one on Sunday. I'm hanging out with another one on tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going away for a party with a couple of them on the following night. Um, and He, then he group, told you this on what day? Uh, this was Thursday. And he's like, a group want to take me out on Sunday. A group? A group. A group of girls want to take him out. So he couldn't click
1: the link because of
0: well, he had a densely populated nightlife. Now, he had girls, obviously, those two nights before, and then he had plans to go out with girls in the following three nights. So if you 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 know, you add all that up, it's like he had plans with nine girls, and according to what actually panned out was two before and four after. Maybe you don't have a good barometer for that kind of thing, but that's a lot of girls in five days, even for what just showed up, even if you're not interested in them. That's pretty good. Most of the people listening aren't, like, lining them up like that. But that's Obi-Wan's personality, and that was the reason why he was too busy to give me his two minutes of help. So then he calls me, and it's a couple of days after he sends his text message, and he's like, hey, uh, uh, do you have time to chat? I want to ask you about this, ask you about that, and see what you want me to do with your thing. Well, by then I'd already canceled it, because I couldn't tell what we were getting you know, charged for. These people charge the shit out of you if they can. And so I call him up. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. We're good on that. And he starts telling me that um, he is going to, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go down this road. What does he start telling you? Starts telling me about his job. He starts oh, telling me that he's, man. Yeah. so this is a, Obi-Wan works for two of our very good friends. Yeah, this is a, this, this is touchy. We're going to, we're going
1: to have to tread lightly on this okay, road. Okay,
0: this is touchy. Um <clears throat> Uh, he works for two of our friends that we, that we knew growing up. Uh, affectionately. Well, that
1: you knew growing up. I, Oh, know? yeah, we, we, meaning you and Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, affectionately called uh, Forehead and Confetti, uh, which may come up in previous episodes. But um, the idea was that he would come on and work for them, and he would build, uh, through his friendship, their trust in him and him learning the job, quite a position for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the plan, right? That was the plan. It was going to be a big deal. And in over the year he worked there, he's been pretty tight-lipped about it. We don't discuss it uh, on the phone very often. He may discuss it more with you because one time you two worked together. Yeah, we did work together for a little while there. But I thought he was pretty respectful about the privacy <laughs> of those guys and what was going on. So I didn't hear very much. Right, right. Well, I mean, everyone tries to be. I mean, we're all friends, so. Yeah. So he sends, he gives me a frustrated phone call. He says uh he kind of gives me an idea of where he 's at, and uh without getting into too much detail, the one thing that stood out for me was he has no vacation time and no sick time after being there a year. Is that normal No,
1: no, in my new uh, gig i' uh, when i've been there for i mean i 'm going to have full benefits after three to six months." It goes by like how many hours you worked. So for me, you know, obviously I believe in the four day work week, not the five day. So it'll take me a little longer.
0: Right. But you put the time in. But
1: yeah, once I, I put the time in, you know, I get the stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I hit a year, yeah, I get, I get a week's paid vacation after a year. Two years, I get two weeks paid. And then it goes up. And then, like, I mean, somewhere, I think I'll cap out at around like five to six weeks paid. Are you seeing
0: it accumulate on your check weekly?
1: You can, yeah. Um, I personally don't go online and look at them. Um, just you know, I, I just—is it in the bank?
0: Okay, good. Well, I I couldn't expect if I hired you to be able to make make every day. I mean, they're just—he has a son, right? Things come up, but he does. He's he's an incredible worker. He's he's got a great work ethic. Now he worked for me and we didn't have that kind of a thing where cuz it's not a it isn't a business where if you're not there the business isn't going right you know he could come and go as he pleased so when you're in something that's very rigid like this you kind of need to know when can I go on a vacation when am i sick when am i whatever right and on the other side of this i respect the guys purchase forehead and, and confetti are running a business over there it's a competitive business it's a tight business it's a liquor business and mm-hmm. there's a lot of overhead and the profit margins are tight, right? And th- it's expensive to run a business, so I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't give them a hard time for the way that they have to run their business. It's not really about them. I was just hearing his plight, and the next thing is he's telling me, "Oh, this big person at his job's going to leave."
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then he's by uh, by default that's going to make him numero uno. Do
0: you th- do you think he wants that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, well, it's weird. I mean, like when I was, when I first moved up here last year, he was like, all right, man, I'm uh, a manager, uh, soon I'm going to be taking over, I'm going to be numero uno, going to be running the whole show. And, uh, you know, I want you there with me. And obviously, you know, I worked there, didn't really pan out for me, wasn't what I was looking for. Um, You know, like I said, no knock on the two owners or anything, it was just, you know, I mean, I I found some, I, I found a different avenue for myself
0: yeah. the garden's either fertile or it's <clears throat> not for the employees right
1: right and so you know i mean i hopped i hopped the fence to another one uh so he stayed on and so i thought for him the whole plan was to become numero uno and now that it's time to become numero uno guess who's uh uh guess who's uh th- having second thoughts about jumping into the water
0: well it's a lot of work right uh yeah you don't it's so it's not just like show up, uh, produce a, a schedule, and then manage the people. It's literally taking care of the infrastructure like of the whole store. It's everything. What's that worth? Is, that, is it? A, I guess I, without I don't want to discuss what he makes, but is it is it a? I mean, for me, I mean, I I is it a college job or is it an adult job?
1: That's an adult job,
0: so it should be adult pay. It should be adult pay. How would you go about asking your friends? For that For adult pay Yeah so Well, well he's, we're all he,
1: adults So I would expect that you would get Fucking adult pay from the get go
0: Well he was learning a job Right So he was brought in to train and, and he's gotten little bumps along the way But at what point can you go to your friend and say Hey um, I want to be paid more I want a vacation And if you're going to put me in this position I want a lot more Without the friendship well, just being fucked
1: yeah, well, I mean, I would say basically this would be that point because, you know, I mean, you can, I mean, imagine if, if if he left, they would have to find someone, they would have to pull someone out of the woodwork.
0: The world turns. We all think we're important. Right, and right. And they stop, would. They, would, the they
1: would pull someone out of the woodwork. But here's my thing. I bet you that, that person they pull out of the woodwork,
0: they'd probably pay more than him. I don't um, they're thick as thieves. I don't know that that would happen. I I could see the reality of it being, look, this is the nuts and bolts of the business. This is what we can afford to do. Take it or leave it. And is should you be mad at your friends because they had to make a business decision? See, that's what's weird. Well, that's that's, that's that yeah, shit.
1: see that's why I, I wouldn't want to mix that. Um cuz I mean, I noticed just when I went to work for him, uh, you know, I used to hang out with uh the, the one that we apparently call a forehead. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever I'd be in town, we'd hang out. And then when I started working for him, like just that went away. Got weird. Yep. And, um, but it was a good thing it went away because, yeah, it did It did get weird. And, you know, you don't just, you know, I don't like mixing that shit. Uh, for Obi-Wan, he thinks it's a great idea. I, I, I personally don't. He also thinks it's a great idea to dip your pen in the company ink, which is something that I just learned that, uh, you know, through him, I, I learned, you know, the ways of, uh, but then, you know, when I actually did uh, set said pen to ink, so, I, I didn't like what it wrote. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes to that, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I just It's tough, isn't
0: it? When you really start to think about all the variables and all of the things that you're sacrificing when you go into business together. Like you can't really take forehead or confetti and be like, well, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Because you don't know what they're dealing with. Yeah,
1: you don't yeah, you don't know. I mean I mean they might Yeah, I don't I don't you know, they've probably got someone on their fucking backs too.
0: Right. Oh, totally. I mean that's the way of the world, right? We all answer to somebody.
1: Right. There's a hand that feeds us all. Right. So I just uh, Like I said, for me, I made that's that's one of the reasons I made uh, a decision just to get out of it because I do like those guys as people, and then when you're working for them, at the end, you know, you know, sometimes you just kind of look up to the man above you, and you go, "Ah, fuck you," right? So, and I didn't want to feel that way about my friends.
0: (laughs) The uh, so I have a I have a good friend of mine who came to my office yesterday, uh, and he had suffered an injury. He deals cards at a card club. And uh, what kind of, what what did he do? Sprain his wrist? It's fucking crazy, dude. His wrist is paralyzed. What? Yeah. You want something new to be fucking afraid of? It's called radial nerve palsy. Radial nerve Nerve palsy. palsy. He woke up one day and his fucking wrist was just dead, like paralyzed. And it was his dominant hand. He's left handed. Mm -hmm. And so for the past month, he isn't able to deal cards. <laughs> and when you deal cards, you live on your tips. Right. So uh, any vacation or whatever you have saved up is a minimal amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because this kind of goes hand in hand with Obi. He's he's f- relatively friendly with his bosses or whatnot. And when he came to him with, hey, I've been diagnosed with this, not like carpal tunnel or whatever, they said, well, that's not a work-related injury. So there's no workman's comp either. So he is... A uh, single male. How is that not work related? Because it could ha- you could sleep on your arm wrong and have that happen. In theory, in theory, right? I know, I know what you want to argue, but just come okay. down, come down the road with me. All right, I all want right. to paint for you the circumstances right, this guy's. Let's take in. a walk. Let's take a walk. He comes in, and I feel like I have the. Ant- you know, when somebody comes in, they tell you your problems. Like, oh, well, you just do this, and you just do that. And naturally, mm-hmm. that'll solve your problem. And I was like, well, you call the county and tell them you've got short term disability. He said that uh, the way that this place works, they don't allow you to work full-time because they don't want to give or provide any benefits.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, So he doesn't have health insurance, but due to his tips and the way that he works and the nature of how profitable this business is, he earns more than $15,000 a year, which isn't very much money.
1: No. What would you call a livable wage like for our area?
0: In Minneapolis? Yeah. Like 20, 30, 40? Uh, you could make it, as a single parent, realistically, about 30. Yeah. I you're not living 30, high on
1: the hog. No, no. You're you're getting by mm-hmm. at 30.
0: At 30, you're getting... And that's like...
1: You're just getting
0: by. That's like no car payment. Right. Uh, you, like insurance of 50 bucks. Yep. Like modest. Bare bones. Right. Yep. Um, so I said, you know, and, you know, I have my brother's special needs and I, I knew that there were a lot of things available at the county. So I call the county and I, I, I describe everything to them and they said, well, he can, he can apply for emergency ex- assistance. Mm-hmm. Great. It's $203 a month. What? They'll give him $203 a month as emergency assistance.
1: That's like uh, not mm-hmm. even a third of my
0: rent. They will give him $194 in food stamps, and that's max if he qualifies. $194? 194. $194 for the month. Hmm. Less than $400 in total food and cash assistance a month.
1: Let's see here. I eat about $10 a day worth of food. Mm-hmm. So that's Times
0: by 30. Right, so 300 yep. bucks. Yep. He, uh... I, you know, um... I'm kind of tripping over my words here because as I think about it, I just don't, it's nothing. It's you're throwing the money away. That's why you see people with getting this uh, monthly stipend go right to the casino because $203 isn't worth anything. Right. It's worth more in play than it is in your pocket. Right. So I said, uh, okay, well, I've caught, talked to the county. Do I call the state? Who else can I talk to for help? Their answer was, well, we represent all the state programs, and your only federal thing is to get some health insurance. There's no federal money. I said so this guy's been working all this time he's been paying in for help social security can he can he apply for social security short term disability she said absolutely but he'll be denied mm. I said so this guy he he can't work right there's no help from you he's been a paying contributing member of society his entire adult life since he was 18 right and when he needs a hand, helping hand there's nothing and she no shit said to me well, he has friends and family. Mm-hmm. He does not have any family. He had uh, a mom. She passed away. He, he's got a couple of cousins that live way out of state. What is this dude to do? Wow. So when you take a look at at Obi-Wan and he's he's working for friends and he has no vacation time that he can use if he got sick or hurt his back, he's got no sick time. There's no obligation for them to do anything for him if they don't choose to. As a friend, do you tell your friend, hey, you should move someplace else because this doesn't work for us? Do you bite the bullet and try to take care of your friend in lieu of maybe a little personal sacrifice? You know, what do you do? Obviously, this employer feels no need to help this other buddy of mine. I mean, he's in desperate. Yeah. I, he yeah, he's came in, in here, dire straits. I didn't notice right away because he had his hand in his pocket. Right. When he pulled it out, dude, his his left arm's atrophied. Oh, man. It's, it just out of nowhere happened I have a little anxiety from time to time And when I find out I can go to bed And just wake up the next day with a paralyzed arm That fucks with the, the That fucks with me
1: Yeah, I woke up one day with a broken hand When I was 20 It happened Oh, no, it didn't Yeah it did No it didn't It did when I was 21 It was my guitar hand I woke up, I was freaking out It was like my fucking guitar hand It was like swollen up like the size of a fucking softball yeah, I took it in, like, it was just a clean fracture right through my four uh, phalanges there. While
0: you were sleeping? While I was sleeping. How? I don't know. There's no explanation?
1: No. Um, Goose, actually. Goose has a theory as to what happened. Um, I mean, we got pretty fucking retarded the night before. So um, he thinks it happened early in the night, but, I mean, I went through the whole night with nothing else happening. And then, like, I was kind of sleeping on my arm, and then, yeah, I just kind of woke up like, what the, f-? ah, what the fuck is this? And, uh, yeah, yeah, I woke up to a broken hand. That's why when you said, you know, uh, you know,
0: he could sleep on it wrong, and in my head, I'm going, yeah, he could. That's <laughs> insane. And break all, fracture all four of your fingers. Yeah. One is crazy. Uh, do you have violent dreams and, like, move about a lot in your sleep? Are you a restless sleeper?
1: I've been told I can be.
0: Were you just flail about and could potentially have, like, knocked your hand on the floor and so hard you fractured four fingers clean across? Or did you piss somebody off?
1: (laughs) All of these are possibilities. You probably
0: got hate stomped. Maybe by Goose. Maybe Goose hate stomped you. What, were you talking shit? (laughs) No, no, Goose, no, no, that's not in Goose's... uh it's not in his character. Did you look at him and go, hey man, I'm the talent in the band. I don't need to help load the equipment and you just hate stopped <laughs> your hand.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. We were playing with one of those um I don't know. It was, it was like a weapon that bouncers use. What are those like little sticks? Like it the looks baton. like the baton thing. And I was trying to get it back like to go like back into the fucking handle. And uh like I was like pounding it into the asphalt or something. He thinks that's when it
0: happened. So you Had a baton. Yeah. And you were just trying to put it away. Yeah. And you may have fractured four of your fingers in the process. Yeah, possibly. And you're considering joining a HEMA club. Yeah. This will be good. This is going to be good. (laughs) Your insurance could be sky high. (laughs) All right. Well, we were wrapping uh, before the show about... uh, i had made some offhand comment about hipsters, and you were like, oh, I used to be a hipster.
1: I I didn't. I wasn't a full-fledged hipster. Could you
0: describe that for me?
1: Well, I mean, I was just always the guy like, oh, yeah, you've heard that band? Yeah, yeah. I heard them like, you know, three years before you ever even thought of hearing them. I was that guy.
0: You were... Well, that's not really a hipster. That's just kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, I was kind of... Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm an art snob. An art snob? Okay. Now, are hipsters art snobs? What it. Well, they're snobs. They're definitely
1: snobs. I wasn't rich enough to be a hipster, you know. Like I didn't have like you know daddy's money right. coming in. So, um, uh, uh, well, I don't know where you're going with this. I a mean, hipster. What, what
0: do you What do you want to? The hipster is a subculture is composed of the affluent or middle class youth, uh, who reside primarily in gentrified neighborhoods.
1: Yeah, regentify. Yeah, urban regentification.
0: It is uh, broadly associated with indie and alternative music.
1: Yeah, I was there. varied
0: non-mainstream fashion sensibility, vintage and thrift store. Um, See, I was like all but the uh, the first thing that was said in that politically progressive views. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's vague, but it basically uh, basically. I mean, it's cool when you're in your early twenties if you want to be that way
1: because you know you're. Just becoming an adult. So, you know, you think you know everything. And then, you know, things haven't quite smacked you in the face yet to make you go, oh, okay, yeah, I still have
0: a lot of long ways to go. But I know the culture they're talking about, sort of that college, you know, 20s yeah, culture, right? Right. Well, I'm watching the telly, right? hmm. 30s and 40s have taken over this persona or never grown out of it.
1: That's the problem I have is the people, yeah, because we're in our 30s now. And, um, 40s for me. And, uh, it's the people that didn't grow out of it that I have a, if I see a 22 year old like acting like that, no problem. You know, like you're still fucking figuring it out. You're young. You know, that's the age where you're fucking experimenting with shit. Mm-hmm. So cool. Go for it. Uh, if you're still a fucking hipster in your thirties, forties, get bent, man. Well, well, I, I,
0: the thing is, is it looks so sophisticated, no they've got but the, it's not they 've got the beards and uh you know it looks like they they flow in and out of their their life and you know recycled uh, one hundred and fifty dollar country western plaid shirts and they 've got their tight jeans and they're wearing sandals or boots, and you know they're growing rare daffodils and and uh, cloves for you know specific uh Homeopathic salad dressings, and they just seem like they've just got all the answers. But
1: they're like some of the most lost people you'll fucking find. I mean, they're just they're just assholes. They're just pretentious <laughs> assholes.
0: I ran into one at a bar, and, and I uh, he kept a, he was like, "Yeah, bartender, I'm a mixologist." <laughs> <laughs> You're a what? I'm a mixologist. What the fuck is that? <laughs> He's like, "Well, I you know I'm a chef, I'm a chef with liquor." So you're a fucking bartender. So you're bartender, yeah. But a lot of these things are, are my own creation. So you brewed the. beer, you're, Are you like a like brewing beer? What do they call this guy's a uh, like a brewmaster? Yeah, I mean is that is that what? No, I, I make I make drinks. I make uh, you know cottage custom. I mean these are all right. Well, make me a drink. It's a fucking rum and coke. It just had like <laughs> like rock shit on the glass that was you know bohemian Baltic salt or something and. What do you mean you're a mixologist and you know and as you kind of flow through the uh the uh, eclectic restaurant chains you know can can I have a can I have a club sandwich? you know you get a diatribe of well, this is made out of a you know a Russian bun that I uh, <laughs> brought from my grandma 's recipe, and we slaughtered this pig yesterday in my bathtub and
1: nah. uh here's pictures of the pig. this is how it was raised. Um, we actually have his farewell video to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so much bullshit and what it, it is, it is, it is. Like they just grow the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: really all I have to say to you guys. Like, like, okay, I get it. You want things to be a certain way. I mean, like, I, I want things to be a certain way too. I want my fucking HEMA club to just have pick a fucking day out of the week and choose it not lump all of it in one week. I get it. I can be very specific but for fuck's sakes man when you're in your fucking 30s, your 40s yeah like you said you're not a fucking mixologist all right you're just an asshole like the rest of us that knows how to go oh oh rum plus coke equals tasty drink
0: and you're you're on a path that makes a lot of us seem like we're the ones that are lost
1: right right oh i mean that's that's they're so fucking good at doing that i mean it's the pretension it's the level of pretension that's why i Hopefully by your mid to late 20s, you know, for those of you out there that are young and you're doing this shit, hopefully by your mid to late 20s, like you'll start to just see this shit and call bullshit on it. I hope so. That's a sign of progress that you're growing up.
0: Um, the causes aren't really my my, my thing. Like, you know, I, I need people out there fighting for the things I'm not fighting for because there's only one of me. I have causes and things I take up. I believe strongly in. It's not really what I mean. Yeah. It's, I mean, f- I mean, it's just the lifestyle is just. It's so it's fucking gotta be weird. T-
1: it's got to be taxing. I mean, it just gets taxing every day. But I mean, it's the same about, I mean, you got to think about like, okay, in our area, what is it? Like, um, kind of like the rich housewives that just get all made up and then, or the husbands that come home. Like when I was working at the liquor store, you'd have the housewives and husbands that would put, um. It always asks you to put their fucking six packs in a fucking paper bag because they don't want their neighbors to see them bringing a six pack of beer home every day. You know, I mean, that just takes so much fucking work that you're going, why fucking do it at all? Do you have any friends that are hipsters? Like, are you serious? Grown fucking man like you You can't fucking bring a six pack of beer home every day and drink it after you get done with fucking work?
0: Are you? Do you have friends that are hipsters, people that are close to you that you would consider actual uh, hipsters? I
1: think most of us grew out of it. Um, there might be one or two, um, but people that I see on day-to-day,
0: no. Okay. Uh, you had a fantasy hockey draft last night, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Speaking Was it all online or did you go to somebody's, somebody's, somebody's uh, <laughs> I did it all from my phone.
0: Okay. So I did a fantasy football draft hosted by a hipster.
1: Okay. All right. And, oh, and- what ca- did, did he have cheeses?
0: Uh, I think he did.
1: Did he have actually. an array of cheeses and craft beer?
0: We we were invited to the back of the property. Mm-hmm. All right, we were gonna like draft, draft on his deck outside. Okay. Now in Minnesota, in this time of year, it's a box elder bugs, and Asian yep. beetles, and fucking mosquitoes, and gnats, and just it's a miserable thing. Right. All right. So all right, fine. Fuck it. You know, I'll try not to be the asshole, which is hard for me because when I'm a, when I'm not happy. I fucking can't hide it. Even oh, yeah, yeah.
1: To. You turn into a Travis with a Hema Club.
0: <laughs> I, get, I get ornery. But yeah. uh, the, the board, so typically in a draft board, people get some throwaway shit, right? You know, they get like eh, a roll of paper or they'll get some, you know, cardstock boards or whatever, just and shit. Yeah. If you're really up on it, you might get like a sticker board to have your draft. Right. This person's fashioned an old school chalkboard. Like an old kind of rustic chalkboard mm. that's been put together for us to write our draft picks on. The uh food he's making is uh the whole grill is his own, I don't know, really expensive charcoal that he's dug into his backyard with these like custom racks for different meat and shit. Uh the the chicken has been aged over a certain period of time. Like he's putting on a dinner party you know, and yeah, I'm there did, to fucking have a draft.
1: Did uh did did you have photos of the
0: chicken? You know, from, its, uh, from when it was an egg to uh, right Before Slaughter. I felt like if I wanted to, that was available to me. <laughs> and the, the draft, so when guys are, if, if you're not familiar with fantasy football drafts or whatever, everybody's picking and, you know, you're kind of picking on each other for who they picked. or Oh, you got my guy. And it's kind yeah. of a fun thing. Right. This was an intellectual conversation about these people, where they went to school. Um, you know, it was way beyond. I mean, it went into a level of douche. That,
1: so I, you should have just done the draft. You should have phoned it in like I, was, I did.
0: Well, I was filling in for somebody. They couldn't make their draft, so I went to this draft. Man, what does that tell you about that person that you were filling in for? Well, they listen, and I like them, <laughs> and I don't know how they identify with this,
1: but because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, wait a minute, this is the kind of draft you'd go to. But then again, you always have that friend, you know, that you kind of give the shit to. They like to, you know,
0: yeah. These You're... people were in their late twenties, early thirties. Um, you know how I feel about parties, anyway. Just roughly my age, yeah. I already get anxiety, and I'm shy when I go around a bunch of people I don't know. It's like, right. you know, it's awkward. So I'm kind of buried in my fantasy stuff, trying not to be, you know, picked on or right. centered. But I, I know they could look at me and just see the insecurity just building in me. I'm like, I don't know. I fucking, beer's beer to me. I don't care who brewed it or what water source it came from or how long, what chicken oh, you got. raised. Oh God, that's right.
1: Yeah. I remember the hipsters. There was a, there's a um, beer up here. Like, cause they were like, what was it? Bent paddle, I think was the beer where they were like, well, they take their water from this one river and, uh, that river, I would never drink from that river. I'm thinking in my head, like I would never drink from any fucking river.
0: Where do they find the time to memorize this shit? <laughs> I know. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not I, that can be kind of, I guess, snobby more about. I mean, how I understand, like, if
1: it's your hobby. Like, if you are truly like a beer guy, like, that's your thing. You do, I mean, there are people that do that. They're typically called brewmasters. I get it. But, like, this is just like one of those several things that you're a master of. I I don't. I don't. Where do you get the fucking time?
0: It wasn't even cool or open. Have you ever uh, gone into like some of the geekier things, whether it was computers or D and D or comics or whatever, and tried to enter that group?
1: Yeah,
0: it's kind of closed off to you because they're worried you're going to come in and make them feel like shit. Right. So they kind of make make you vet yourself to get into their thing so that they know that you're sincere about it. Right. A lot of times, people. Will misinterpret it as though well, They're they assholes but or they're elitists. Right, yeah, but you take a look at them and you can see it's a, like yeah, it's act of protection. Yeah. Right. This is not that. No. This is every movie you've seen about sophisticates gathering where I don't think any one of them likes one or, each other. Right. I never got a sense that there were best friends in that room.
1: No, it's always one-upsmanship. Totally. It's all one upsman and that's why I had to get the fuck out of that culture because if you know me, I'm not much of a one-ups I mean, like, all right, if I've, I mean, we all have that moment where we're like, ha ha ha, you know, I fucking won the day.
0: Yeah. You were a fucking asshole about how I throw a football. Yeah. That kind of one-upsmanship. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. A little one-upsmanship. Um, that's all right. But I mean, like I, every fucking move you make, everything, like I, I couldn't do it. I just not into that. Like, I thought we were all getting together because we liked the same beers. Like, I thought I was a weird guy because I liked these weird beers and this weird music and these weird things. And so, oh, wow, I found this group of people. And you'd think we'd all get together like the D&D people and have a good time with it. No, it's not that way at all. It's all, well, yeah, I'm around you, but um, I'm only, you know, here because it's fucking cool to be here and... I am fucking cooler than you, and here's why. And I'm going to just listen to your opinion just so that I look good uh, so it looks like I know how to listen. But really, in my head, I'm just thinking of the next thing that I'm going to say, which is way cooler than what you are saying right now.
0: Do you get insecure when you're in a group like that?
1: I used to not. Because um, you were the group. Right. Um No. I mean, I can, I I can, I can, but then I just kind of remember what's going on within
0: that group and then I get more just, ah, blow me. (laughs) Tell me, tell me if this is what happens to you. So I, I don't know anybody there Mm -hmm. and I'm immediately picking up based on the surroundings, like living room furniture that you wouldn't want to sit on. That looks cool. Right. One thing was like this hand carved out of a stump. Uh, the whole yeah. thing was like real rustic wood all over. You'd never want to like lounge on it.
1: Yeah, no, no. I've I've seen the hand chair before. The deck was recycled
0: boards from a from
1: a. You're, you're bringing back just. I mean, you're you're just digging up old bones from my backyard here. <laughs>
0: well, you'll then you'll enjoy right. this. So their deck was not cedar or maintenance free or anything like that. It was a reclaimed boards from a red barn. And it was all—is uh, it patina kind of thing going mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fun to walk on when they ask you to drop your shoes and then walk in their fucking backyard with all these paint chips, you know, getting their what, any, what anyway? Yeah. So I'm trying to go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to communicate about the draft. They're telling you like all of the rules and whatnot, and uh, the food is the the major source of what they're talking about. And intermixed in that is the one-upsmanship. So. Uh, oh, uh, your your you your dog's in dog training. Oh, that that's cute. Uh, I sent mine away to Germany, and uh, we had to learn German so we could communicate the commands, kind of shit. Yep. yep. So all of a sudden, it's not even one upsmanship;
1: it's like a thousand upsmanship.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like nuclear weapons to anything in your life. So I'm lo- yep. I'm doing this little self evaluation now. I'm not looking at football. I'm like, okay, uh, I just kind of grew- now they have
1: you like thinking about life.
0: Yeah. Like, even the fish is upset. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, how I grill chicken, the, the time and attention to how I shop. Uh, we have a local chain of grocery well, stores here called- Well, you know, you know called- Jim,
1: Jim. every time you cook, you know the secret ingredient is love.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> the secret, <laughs> oh, uh, the secret uh, ingredient uh, is locally sourced and know know your slaughterhouse and know the person that raised your chicken. Oh, the secret ingredient's pretension. Uh, apparently with, I, it used to be love, I guess now it's pretension. You'd have thought that I was into, you know, bestiality when I said <laughs> that I fucking shop at a super chain at a gro- like grocery at, store.
1: At a fucking grocery store. Yeah. Like, like that you shop at a fucking grocery store. Yeah. 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 Do you, you know what you they do to
0: that meat? Well, it says antibiotic free and it says uh, they, they can't regulate that. You, you need to know who's making your meat. And I was like, "Well, I found it's pretty expensive. Oh, it's twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a chicken, but it'll pay off in your lifespan." She told me. What? And so then the ga- the group's kind of ganging up on me about eating organic and sourcing my own food. And there's this one dude uh, who's like ultra douche, right? He needs to hunt his food. He hunts all of his meat, and mm-hmm. he's connected with nature, and he's filled his freezers full of his hunts, I- and like that's how he how he eats. I want. I mean. You know, it's admirable
1: that you can afford to live that way, but for everyone else, I mean, how much I, I would like to actually know. Do you think he's making $30,000 a year?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's probably what's left. <laughs> 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 Fucking source the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling inadequate. Yeah. And I, they do that. So the, in, in the middle of this, did they pair wine with any of the food? Everything was craft beer. Yeah, uh,
1: okay, yeah, so there they were lots the beard. of beards. Yep. Lots of plaid shirts. Yep. And the tight jean thing, when did we decide to do that? When uh that happened sometime 10 years ago. Um I think it came from the Ramones cuz I remember seeing like the Ramones wearing those kind of jeans and like I was like, "Oh man, that, you know, th- that looked cool on them in the 70s because it was different." Right. Um but then like I I went to try on a pair once like before the whole thing fucking happened. Cause like, I think I wanted to be like Johnny Ramone or something for Halloween or something like that. And I went to try on like, a, like I had to like actually like, like they brought them in from like the back of the fucking like store, you know, like they were like, we wouldn't even think about putting these things out on display. They're going to kill your nutsack. And I went to try, I couldn't even like get them around my ass. Uh, and this was back when I weighed like one sixty five one seventy, mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck these things. Uh, all right, not going as Johnny Ramone, or at least I'm going as Johnny Ramone wearing fucking, you know, regular jeans.
0: They are not a and good then, idea.
1: And then, um, I mean, I don't want to spend this show. Like, I, I hate knocking on skinny jeans because everyone fucking does it. but They do. But, so
0: why are they still around?
1: But, but, yeah, you see the guys that knock on skinny jeans, and then a couple weeks, you know, then they start making some money. And you see him wearing the fucking skinny jeans. So I don't know. I don't get it. My balls like to breathe. I would maybe like to sire children one day.
0: So I I stay and I just enjoy comfort. Even regular jeans are still like low rise for guys, and they're just that was everywhere. That whole thing was everywhere at yeah. this party. And I started to get to the point where uh it was I was either gonna kind of wither and go away, you know, just kind of like I'm unsophisticated trash, I'm happy to be here, or I was going to rise above. Right? Okay. So I start to rise above.
1: <laughs> you start to.
0: I, well, I'm starting to pick up on who's totally full of shit. Right. And the hunter guy was the first one. <laughs> he was the first one that pissed me off. <laughs> because I started asking him, you know, well, where do you hunt? Well, I hunted such and such a farm. Oh, so a commercial farm. You you're, you're you're picking off your naturally sourced meat off a commercial farm where they use all commercial seeds and all wait wait boosted so genetically modified. He, so shit. he goes to a farm to hunt. He hunts deer because he hunts corn-fed deer.
1: So isn't that like I don't know like don't like you know those things like those expeditions that like rich people pay for like where essentially they almost like hand you a deer to shoot. Is it like one of those kind of deals?
0: Right. That's not fucking hunting. Well, he was salt. So you're not supposed to be able to put a salt lick out and draw animals. Right. Okay. So he puts a salt lick out all summer and then pulls it three months before he's supposed to, or three weeks before he's supposed to kill the animal. Um, what what kind of fucking the, sport is that? That's cheating. Yeah. Right. And then he's getting it off of a farm where the animals are eating all GMO food. So right. So your natural shit's bullshit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, which river are they uh, getting their water from? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, the, as I was getting on to this guy, I start the, the they start feeling insecure themselves because they can see I'm not going to take this bullshit.
1: Did they did they get into a group or did they all individualize?
0: It kind of there were people that didn't have the courage to stand yeah, they, up. Yeah,
1: they, they, they fragmented. They kind of went they away. Fragment because they're not a group. See, if you were attacking like the D and D kids, they would have gang fucking tackled you. Should have. Yeah. Yeah,
0: hipsters, no, no. Nope. Nope. You you make one little chink in the armor, and they all fucking shatter. This shattered into about three groups. I didn't have any problem with one group who really understood. Oh, I understood. I don't know if I buy into, you know, like all of a sudden their regression occurs. Well, I drink cores or, you know, th- right. th- that whole thing starts yeah. happening. Oh! yeah i drink pb oh christ so then the uh the draft starts right and i've kind of had to temper things because you know you don't want to have that sort of vibe through this party i don't want to be known as the big (laughs) prick right (laughs) and so the food's been served the guy that
1: shattered their uh their
0: mirage right like you know my friend all of a sudden had me come to his draft and i was a big dick (laughs) but to my defense dude they were really hammering on me so i kind of we're going through the draft and everything's sort of i don't know i wouldn't call it tempered but cordial? cordial but somebody came up and asked me what i did for a living mm. all right and as you know i wear a lot of different hats mm-hmm. and the fucking dude goes "See, so you're unemployed <laughs> i was not happy
1: no so because no, you I, fucking
0: work hard Oh well, i own a wholesale business well i mean basically contractor yeah
1: you i mean you work fucking hard for your money
0: but i'm unemployed you're How are you unemployed? You, you you're doing it yourself. Now I knew Homeboy was saying this because he knew it would get a rise out of me. Yeah. And I was like, I I guess, essentially, I'm in charge of my own schedule. And then the group came back together. Oh, yeah, because they found their cause again. Right. They found their cause. And so instead of picking on me like, oh, this dude's unemployed, they all start rattling off all of the shit going on in their jobs and their fucking vacations and their this and that. And there was an opportunity there for me to rise again. You know, I could have been Mr. Asshole, but at this point... You just want to get through it. I'm sort of backing up, looking at the group. And and since I left that, I'm noticing this culture on television everywhere, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's it's it's, it's around. You you didn't notice this? I mean, I'm kind of oblivious like you, too. I mean, had I not come from this culture, I probably wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't know. I would just think, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and the guy's just... Another fucking skinny jean plaid shirt wearing motherfucker.
0: I thought it was made for TV and a lack of selection at the mall. That's what I thought it was. Okay. I thought like somehow these pants and these shirts got popular People have no, no other reason but to buy them. <laughs> I can get behind not shaving, and you know, glasses. Your glasses style is your glasses style. Whatever music, uh, you know, everybody likes different music. I didn't realize so many people had adopted this pompous, insecure persona that they're going to wield on any unsuspecting. You know, am I a normal? Is that what you'd call me? A, a normie?
1: You gonna was that uh, from Ghostbusters too? Like,
0: hey, you're gonna scare the straights? Yeah. Like yeah I don't have their I don't go fucking hunting my buck on Saturdays so I can feed the family throughout the week. I don't just go check out Nepal on weekends, you know I don't I don't yeah. have that kind of time, yeah, I didn't send the Danif to you know Switzerland to learn to heal right no it, I don't know who made my fucking eggs in my fridge, yeah, just dude. Is this common?
1: Am I out of place? No, no, you're fine. You're normal. They're just assholes.
0: <sighs> All right. I was, just, I was just teetering on what the fuck is going on. Because no. I thought I went to a football draft.
1: Yeah, no, no. That's what you would expect. Yeah, no, no. These guys are just
0: assholes. They didn't even hand me chalk. They handed me some fucking pumice rock to use on their rustic chalkboard. Oh, God. What kind of sounds did that make? Did well, it- luckily, okay, my handwriting... Mm-hmm. was too messy, so they had somebody to write. Oh, nice. And they'd erase the board every two rounds, which anybody that does fantasy knows that that's bullshit, because I right. didn't track the draft. Exactly. Well, oh, you should be keeping trucking around. Fucking God, it was just so lame. It was so lame.
1: Wow, a hipster fantasy football draft. <sighs>
0: yeah. Do other people feel me while they're listening to this? I, mean, I, ho- I
1: hope that they do. I hope that they do. Um, How were you part of this and, group? And for our hipster, uh, I was young. I was confused. You were just picking on people? Is it's a form of bullying, really. Um, I didn't I don't think I pick uh when it came to like music and stuff, I think I I wouldn't really necessarily pick on people, I'd just be more like, Oh yeah. I heard them like two years ago. I've already gone through that cycle. I'm on to another thing now.
0: What if I fucking was unemployed? And what if I can't afford your yeah, fancy I, food or
1: your uh, seven dollar you. an hour beers? I mean, I was fucking eating ramen the whole time I was doing it. Now I was probably I was probably hiding the right. fact that I was eating ramen. From these
0: people, sure. But, um, so you were you were one of these people. You were part of this hipster culture, this bully culture, where if you didn't, I mean, because it's almost class war. If you can't afford to send the dog to Switzerland, buy a source the organic food, take your your fancy vacation, I, I didn't and take it to that. Extreme. Source your deck from a local barn. You're a dickhead.
1: No, I I didn't take it to that extreme. I just, for me, it was just all about the music.
0: Do even your current friends that were sort of college bohemians, do they operate this way as adults? No.
1: No. Even the one that's an art professor doesn't act like that.
0: How do you bring a group into what it is you're trying to achieve, whether it's a cause or something that you deeply believe in, when you don't have any... It's sort of like the global warming thing. You and I can't just go buy a a hydrogen car. Right. They aren't readily available. There isn't hydrogen gas stations around. Right. So how do we get involved in your cause if it's just way beyond our means being able to, to, to join.
1: Well, you just, uh, you're part of the problem. That's all you are. <laughs> I'm fucking part of the problem. I think we should end on that. All right. Well, I was James <laughs> Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Later. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com where you can view our complete list of social media if you prefer to keep it simple you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com same thing now who knew that beer-flavored beer would be a special order? Have you had this experience huh? in New York City? huh? You're walking around a neighborhood you don't live in, but you've been in a million times before, and you see a brand-new bar. It looks like an Irish bar, right? You walk in with your friend. still looks like an Irish bar. There's a bartender behind the bar. You walk up and you go, hey, there's a couple of Budweiser's. Oh,
1: I can't do that. Why not? Well, because this isn't really a bar. Oh, well, what is it? This is a micro-brewery. Oh, really,
0: asshole? Well, why don't you go in the back and micro brew me up a batch of fucking Budweiser then, okay? Because this is America, and I am very thirsty. <laughs> Pull up your pants! Microbrewery. You can't even order a shot of whiskey anymore without some special little story being attached to it. You want a boiler maker? That's a tough water, too. Give me a shot of whiskey. Is that mine? Well, it's not just whiskey. <sighs> okay, what is it? Well, it's a 182-year-old oak barrel-aged special family recipe setting whiskey. Oh, really? What's this? Clang! Give me another one, alright? And give me another and I'm gonna sip the whole fucking bottle, ass, alright? And get two bowls of pretzels out here, too, shithead.